0: One of the most important things that is underrated is sleep. But it's not just simply sleep, you know? A lot of people say, well, you need to get more sleep. Yes, it is true. But a lot of people, when they're burnout, they wake up and they're exhausted.
1: Welcome to the Resilient Faith at Work podcast where you will find and apply God's wisdom to your work. I'm Ken Kennard and our team at VOCA Center aims to inspire, challenge, and equip you to follow Jesus in the vocational dimension of your life. I want to give a big shout out to our generous listeners who become donors and make this work possible. We're so grateful for your support. You sign up to change lives by changing work. And if the rest of you want to partner with us to reach more workers, invest in VOCA. You can do that today. Just go to vocacenter.org give and join us. Now, if you've been following our research, you know that the top two problems workers are facing this year are being overwhelmed and burned out. So recently we created a new coaching program to help. It's called the Burnout Recovery Program. So this program includes assessments, coaching, and access to our learning management system that will guide you through the recovery process. To create content for our programs, we often invite experts in the field to offer their insight and wisdom. And so for the burnout program, I had the privilege of interviewing Sharon Kennard, a registered nurse, ministry leader, and family therapist. She's also my mother. So this was a really fun episode for me. This episode is a short excerpt from that longer conversation that you get in the burnout recovery program. Uh, She covered a variety of topics related to burnout and she had particular insights into the body and what it might be telling us about what's going on in our head and our heart when we're under stress and we're approaching the burnout stage so much wisdom here i just wanted you guys to get a taste of this Uh, gives you a feel for some of the content in the program and you know what to expect when you sign up or refer a friend so all right let's get on with it here's sharon so first tell us a little bit more about your background
0: well my background is uh first and most important is i'm married to uh, a children's evangelist. And uh, his name is Barney Kennard, and he has worked in ministry for over 50 years. And he travels some a lot more since the children have been grown. My background in terms of personally is I, my undergraduate degree is in nursing. I went to Long Beach State University and got a bachelor of science degree in nursing a public health nursing certificate, and then later after the children were in school, um, as a result of my own personal therapy and figuring out who God created me to be, I decided to go back to graduate school and I got a master's in marriage family counseling and later got licensed as a licensed marriage family therapist
1: so that was a career shift and you were not only going back into the workforce but you were also switching industries talk about like what what was motivating that change for you why did you go into therapy
0: well i think i was a little disillusioned about the direction nursing was going nursing was going the direction uh from total patient care and you had one nurse that kind of did everything and cared for people had a relationship took care of the emotional physical spiritual aspect medical of the client or patient and when I was getting into nursing uh, a hospital stay where most patients stay most people stay was from eight to ten days by the time I finished and then later was going back to that setting the average hospital stay was one to two days. So there was not time to even build a relationship and help mm. the total person. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to meet the, the physical, emotional, relational, spiritual needs of people. Mm. And I could see it wasn't going to happen in that setting. And then it was the time that... Uh, Things came to change in terms of technology and everything was going to technology in terms of even so many things that the nurses were doing.
1: So we help a lot of people with career transition and you've just Uh touched on some of those things that help people make that decision. Is the industry moving in the direction that fits them better or doesn't? And is there another place that really fits who they are and how they're wired? And it sounds like you had a real holistic approach most of your recent career has been in psychotherapy what would you say differentiates you what's what's unique about your approach or how would you describe your approach to psychotherapy
0: well since I originally wanted to help it was more a holistic approach you know a lot of times we go to a doctor and all we find out or need the doctor addresses you've got a sore throat you've got a stomach ache you have something and they look at it physically you know, if you go to a pastor and get pastoral help, they will help you spiritually. If you go to uh, a relational or a counselor, most counselors are looking at emotions and relational aspects, and they may not have any idea about what's going on in the body or how what's going in the body affects them in other ways, and I wanted to address all of those. and help people be whole beings as God created us to be
1: Hmm. so you you just touched on one of the reasons that we wanted to bring you into this interview which is that holistic approach and specifically you mentioned the body and um, we've been looking at this topic of burnout and we've been trying to help people because it's the number one thing that people struggle with in in our research and about their work when we ask hundreds of people you know what's what's the thing that you're struggling with most at work the number one thing is is being overwhelmed and burned out uh, maybe some of that's result of covid maybe that's some result of other things going on in the world or whatever but it's a very present and real thing and you, you talked about how you could see it from different angles the spiritual the physical the relational emotional um, so I'm curious about specifically if we could if we could focus on the body for a moment and you think about burnout and you think about what's going on with a person who's burning out Um, what's going on in the body maybe you want to speak to all three of these things but if we could start with the body what's going on in a person's body when they're burning out
0: okay well um, initially when we experience stress we the adrenal gland is pumping out adrenaline into the body. Mm. Most people are familiar with adrenaline because it's very exciting. But what happens with adrenaline, it uh, constricts the blood vessels, it dilates the um, airway passages. It is basically what we think of as the fight or flight or freeze uh, hormone. And when that happens, the heart rate increases, The blood pressure increases and it affects every area of our body. Mm. And so when we are experiencing stress over a long period of time, then it just wears down the body Mm. in every organ, basically. Mm. Every organ is affected. And so adrenaline is involved and the chemical of cortisol which is often said to be the stress hormone mm-hmm. and that is another uh, substance that is excreted in the body
1: and when you say excrete in the body it affects everything I'm thinking uh, breathing affects everything because it's how much oxygen you have blood affects everything because blood's transferring that oxygen everywhere so this is a systemic response it's a whole body response to, to stress And you said over time so one of the things we talk about that differentiates stress or being overwhelmed or having a bad day from burnout is this chronic nature of it it won't go away you can't just take a nap or take a weekend away and suddenly all your problems are gone like it's it's staying with you it's a problem that's persisting so when that happens what how does your body is your body telling you something during that time are there cues or clues we need to be paying attention to? Mm What's the what's the body's involvement past stress and into that burnout stage?
0: Okay, so first we were talking about stress, which is a physiological and uh, response to a either a perceived or a real threat. Yeah, and so you know a real threat would be a snake. Right. Um, A perceived threat would be. I would fear this interview would go bad. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make it personal. <laughs> Just to make it personal. <laughs> That's a perceived threat. Yes, right. So, but my body responds the same way to either oh, one. Okay. And so a lot of those things are triggered by things that are oh, in okay. our mind.
1: Okay. So your then, body is telling you you're feeling threatened, but it doesn't tell you
0: whether it's real.
1: If it's real or if it even makes sense.
0: Yeah. And a lot of times it doesn't make sense, but okay. we're doing this to ourselves by our thoughts, okay. our, our, our critic, our inner yeah. critic. Right. You know, so the stress can come from outside. It can come from inside. Okay. You know, it can come from, it can be a stress from illness. So yeah. that's stress. Yeah. But what happens when there is stress over a long period of time? Well, with burnout, you have chronic toxic stress.
1: Okay.
0: Everybody has stress, Jesus experienced stress. Yeah. And we have a way to recover from that. But when it becomes chronic and toxic, it causes more serious problems. Okay. And that leads to a breakdown in the body. when these chemicals are either depleted or increased to the point that it's causing even physical problems Uh,
1: what chemicals would be depleted what what are we running out of
0: well basically adrenaline over a long period of time on our body causes as we say you know a lot of problems and then there's cortisol okay then there are two other chemicals there's serotonin, which a lot of people are familiar with serotonin. It is depleted with and causes mood problems. So oh. a person who has depression has a depletion of serotonin. And then there's dopamine. Dopamine is something that a lot of people are familiar with.
1: I think of good things when yes. I think of donors. <laughs> yes.
0: That's the feel good. Okay. That's, yeah. But then when it's depleted, Uh, you know that's a problem that's a problem because we don't we have too many experiences that are bad or stressful but not enough good things happening that are helping us feel better
1: so I'm thinking of a person who's burned out they do the things that used to give them that dopamine and they're not working anymore right is that what you're talking about like you know all the stuff that used to be pleasurable it's kind of blah now because there's just not much going on there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay
0: it's depleted it's depleted yeah
1: yeah so what needs to happen in the body if you're burned out what's what Mm -hmm. what are some things that that the body needs then at that time
0: well I think one of the most important things that is underrated is sleep okay but it's not just simply sleep You know, a lot of people say, well, you need to get more sleep. Yes, it is true. Every adult should get between seven and nine hours of sleep a night. But a lot of people, when they're burnout, they wake up and they're exhausted. Mm. Well, I was in bed or I was for eight hours, but you wake up tired. Well, that's for two causes to that. One is the depletion of these chemicals in your body and you're not getting the proper sleep there are two aspects of sleep that are very important people are often familiar with REM sleep Mm -hmm. rapid eye movement that's when we dream Mm -hmm. and that should account for about 25 percent of our sleep time and then there is the deep sleep and the deep sleep is when we get revived and our body just shuts completely shuts down. Well, if we are not getting enough REM sleep and deep sleep, we wake up and are not rested. Mm -hmm. And this is where these chemicals come in because the two aspects of sleep are one is I can't go to sleep why can't we usually go to sleep is because our brain is still going and our brain doesn't shut down.
1: Right, I'm thinking about tomorrow, I'm worrying about something, I had a conflict that's bothering me, I haven't really processed it yet, I can't rest.
0: Right, because it's the adrenaline again. Okay. See, it's stimulating my brain to all these things. Mm -hmm. Then that's where cortisol comes in. Cortisol is actually, they think, can possibly cause brain cells to die and so if you have too much cortisol in your system that affects you waking up more times during the night so adrenaline will keep you awake cortisol is going to wake you up several times during the night and then you wake up and feel like what happened
1: yeah so i'm not getting the quality or it's, the quantity exactly and both of those are important sure so it sounds like with all of these hormones interacting with all that's going on in burnout it's a systemic physical yes. problem it's going to have lots of other ramifications what other symptoms would you say are physical that are going on that we might notice when we're when we're overwhelmed and burned out
0: well one of them is uh, weight gain Initially, when we experience stress, we don't eat initially, you know, because that's at fight or flight. In fact, the um, blood supply to the stomach is almost cut off because the blood supply is going to the important organs so you can fight. So initially we don't eat a lot, but then later with prolonged, persistent, you know, uh, stress, what happens is then we do eat because cortisol is increased. And when that is increased, we crave eating. And so it's not only that we eat more, we crave specific things. We crave carbohydrates, we crave salt, we crave sugar. And those are things that are all, again, destructive to a healthy body.
1: Okay. Um, you also mentioned um, that sometimes we're doing this to ourselves it's a perceived threat Um, what's going on in the mind there uh, when we're when we're burned out that's that's affecting how how this is going Are, are, are people just burning themselves out based on perception how do we get caught in that trap or what do you see as a psychotherapist
0: well what I see is what we're thinking about affects what we do, and how we feel. So that inner critic is so so important. Because it leads to and feeds the burnout, you know, um, I can't do anything right. I'm not Mm -hmm. getting enough kudos at work. I used to be able to do this. And now I can't do it again. I'm not as productive you know mm-hmm. and I'm feeling fatigued and it just takes a spiral down
1: yeah so um, how do you help people in in, in your psychotherapy practice If we should just focus on that angle for a minute like what kinds of things do help people um, in, from that mental emotional sort of standpoint to recover from burnout
0: well I think that um, in dealing in counseling and the research that is done on anxiety and depression which are basically comorbid with um burnout that means if you have one you probably have the other two-thirds of the people with depression or anxiety also have the other and the research is shows that the most effective response to those and help, besides sleep, is cognitive, what you're thinking, behavioral, what you're doing, therapy, mm-hmm. and uh, that fits in very easily with the scripture as we look at is how are we changed. What is Rowan twelve?
1: It's the do? renewing of our minds. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So it's our the renewing of our minds. Think about what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. What thought does that bring to your mind when you're thinking about going to work tomorrow? Mm-hmm. You know, and then that negative thought affects your feelings, mm-hmm. which affects your behavior, and then you're in this cycle. So you have to fight those negative thoughts.
1: Yeah. So there's destructive things going on in the body with the hormones and that affects our, our sleep and our ability to perform. There's negative things happening in the mind that are affecting the motions and the behavior. Mm-hmm. Then we've also got the spiritual thing. Um, do you think that um, burnout is a sin or is there a relationship between burnout and sin? What is, your, what is your understanding of the spiritual dimension that's going on with burnout?
0: Well, I think that Burnout can be the result of sin.
1: The result of sin, okay. Say more about that.
0: If we are doing more than God has asked us to do, if we are a perfectionist, mm. if we are trying to please God by what we do, mm. that it is a works-oriented, mm-hmm. not of out of grace I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. And so in that place, we're, it's works
1: yeah
0: and it's not grace work yeah does that make sense right and so what we need to do is confess that's very related to self I can do this myself Mm -hmm. I made myself to get to this point in my work or my job Mm -hmm. and it is basically idolatry Mm -hmm. it's idolatry yeah but not all burnout is the result
1: okay So we might be burned out for different reasons is what I'm hearing. And there's a spiritual dimension to look at there to say, is this perhaps contributing to my burnout? But just because you're burned out doesn't mean you're sinning to get there is is what I'm hearing. So it might be worth looking at some of the causes of burnout and we have an assessment that we do in the program, uh, the burnout recovery program that looks looks at just that to give more clarity.
0: The other aspect is the medical, because if you have, uh, a hormonal imbalance, if you have a endocrine problem, if you have a chronic fatigue problem, there are many medical problems that are leading to b- burnout and it is so important to have connection with a doctor can, that can get a base to make sure there aren't things going on in your body that are causing the burnout.
1: Yeah. So we've talked about burnout causes and we've looked at the three different dimensions of it let's look at some of the solution side of this so if you've got a good handle on why you're being burned out and what's going on with your body and your mind and your spirit what do you do to recover I mean it's it's it sounds like it's more than just take a good nap and take two of these and call me in the morning and get back to work right what what are some things that we could do to get to the other side of burnout and get back to this healthy place Mm -hmm. when it comes to our work? Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I think the first thing is to help people in their mind to have hope. Mm -hmm. Because when you're fatigued and you're negative and your body isn't going in the right direction, to tell people there's hope. Mm -hmm. And that I think is one of the most important things. You know to validate their experience make sure that they are uh, willing to understand that how long did it take for you to get to this (laughs) (laughs) you know and and it's not a quick fix yeah you know um, it is a process and a, a little step in the right direction can help. So the first thing you know I would look at is or ask somebody is have you been to a doctor in the last year? okay Let's get that cleared right away that there are no medical things. you know I had a friend whose son kept complaining because of headaches and uh, because he had special needs. Uh, the doctor didn't take it seriously and uh, it turned out he had a brain tumor, uh, you know, and even something like a brain tumor can cause all these problems. So true. the first thing I, as a nurse, yeah. address is the medical. Yeah. And then I look into, okay, tell me about your sleep pattern. Yeah. And it's not just as I said, you know, how much you sleep. If you have trouble going to sleep, okay, there's this routine about a half hour before you go to sleep. We talk about that and what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Are you in a room that there is uh, no light in a dark room? Are you going to sleep by the TV or <laughs> something else that's distracting to help them learn how to prepare for sleep. We prepare for everything else, but we just think, oh, I went to bed so I can go to sleep, and that's not necessarily true. So we talk about sleep and address the issues of sleep in terms of Of that and that is one and it's it's underrated they said you know and then look at okay if you're having trouble is it going to sleep or is it staying asleep Mm -hmm. and then we assess that all the aspects of sleep also if you are depleted in terms of sleep a nap can help with sleep deprivation 20-minute nap can really uh, revive the body and so that's the first thing you know, I, I look at. Then I look at uh, other aspects of, that they can do in terms of diet. Now, there are two words that I do not like in my vocabulary. One is diet and exercise. So I don't use those two words very often. Okay. I talk about healthy eating. Okay. And uh, we know that there are certain things that we eat that are destructive, to our body. And particularly, if you've got a lot of adrenaline in your body, you don't want to take a lot of caffeine. Oh. So I would encourage them to decrease their caffeine and uh, increase their water intake in terms of that. Two simple things that are very easy. And also, we know that with depression, we're very low in energy and feeling sad. Well, if we're going to drink alcohol, alcohol is a depressant. Yeah. And so I would want to know how much alcohol they're taking because what it'll do initially is calm them, but basically is going to keep them depressed.
1: Right. So so I'm hearing you've got this anxiety, this amped up thing, and you're adding caffeine that's making it worse. You're just going over the top or you're going the other way. You're depressed you're lethargic and you're drinking, making it worse. You're just uh, going in the wrong direction. I'm thinking about the workplace and I'm thinking about what we can do in the workplace, which is often the cause of a lot of the, or the it's, it's the context I would say for a lot of the stress that people are experiencing. We're working long hours. We're, we're under stressful situations at work. Um, Are there things that we can do at the workplace that will help us to, to become less overwhelmed?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I think there are many things we can do, and I think in this series you've included boundaries. What to say yes to and what to say no to. And when you have healthy boundaries you're going to be more healthy. And also to take breaks from work, you know, and don't eat your lunch at your desk. You know, Studies have showed conclusively that when we take 15 minute break in the morning 15 in the afternoon and get out for a period of time away from work that we are actually more productive than if we work through those times Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i believe it i feel that way i feel like after several hours i'm just like my body's ready to move my mind's ready to shift i need some sunlight some fresh air some conversation something and uh, these days a lot more people are working from home and so there it feels like you know the good it's better and worse right it's better because you feel like you have a little more freedom over and autonomy over your environment but worse than that it feels like oh well I'm just you know home I'll just stay here I'll just keep you know and they don't there's not that um, transition and shift to the to the conference room where you're going to meet the people and so on Mm -hmm. Um, so I wonder if there's like it's kind of on us to make sure we're really putting those practices in place when it doesn't seem like we needed to anymore or previously some of those things just got we got for free by being in the office
0: yeah there were reasons to take a break and there is you know somebody's in the coffee room or and and that's where the if you're doing something like on a computer for so much time then you're connecting with people and that's energizing you know, and you are taking healthy food, and that's helped you, yeah. uh, particularly when people are under stress. I work with a lot of situations where somebody's in a hospital, and if there's a caregiver, I always tell them, get outside the hospital, get real air, yeah. <laughs> outside <laughs> air, that yeah. basically, and get out into nature. If it's yeah. close to nature as you can get, because that's very healing, yeah. don't stay in that stressful place take breaks from that too
1: so you you mentioned home how much people need hope and I think one of the things that gives me hope is hearing that someone else has gone through what I'm feeling and has gotten to the other side Um, how about for you have you you ever experienced burnout or gotten gotten close to it and what was your experience like and how did you deal with it
0: Well, I was thinking about that so I was hearing some of the other stories about uh, burnout. And I don't think we really called it burnout at that time. But um, I was uh, going to graduate school and uh, working at a church. And uh, I was at a staff meeting and I got this shooting pain in my, um, on my face. And I thought, oh, no, it's a root canal. And anybody that knows me knows that my ten fear is dentist from trauma in childhood. And so I immediately, boy, was that adrenaline going. It was, you know, my heart was pumping. I was feeling anxious. It was very, very scary. And so I immediately called the dentist and said, you know, I've got pain in my jaw and, and I I just know it's a root canal. And he said, you know, come in as soon as possible. And I went in and, and he said, where's your pain? And I said, well, it's right about here. And, and he says, okay, well, let's take some x-rays. And he took some x-rays and You know, I was so surprised. He came back in and, you know, they put the x-rays up and usually says, well, see right here, that's the, that's the tooth that's involved. But he came in and he pulled up that little chair thing or that little wheel stool thing and walks out and he says, so Sharon, what's going on in your life? (laughs) And I thought, hello, I'm studying to be a therapist. You're a dentist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, that's not your job yeah. you know and so I paused and I said well nothing really you know it's just life you know and he says well what, what's your life about right now and I said well I said you know I work at the church you know full-time and do counseling and intakes and premarital and staff support and supervision and uh And oh, by the way, I'm going to graduate school and I'm taking a full load of of school in addition to that. And well, you know, we have four children. You know, we've got (laughs) one one in elementary, one in junior high, one and two in high school. So three adolescents. And so I said, and then, well, you know, Barney's involved in ministry and he travels a lot. And when... I said all of that. It just hit me. You know, I had never stopped to think about all that was going on. I was just doing, 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 doing. And I wasn't a human being. I was a human doing. And he says, Sharon, he says, you don't have a root canal. You, you don't need a root canal. He said, that's TMJ. And so he says, you need to make some changes in your life. You're under too much stress. And then he told me, you know, again, it's a medical professional. He said, take an uh, anti-inflammatory that that calmed down the nerve. And he said, take a hot washcloth and put it on your face and things will calm down. Hmm. So that has become my trigger. Hmm. That when I get under too much stress, you know, I will feel it. Oh, I think I'm getting an earache oh no it's not an earache Mm -hmm. it's that nerve that starts to act up that Mm -hmm. tells me you're doing too much
1: that's kind of a warning sign you've learned you've learned to pay attention to the warning signs and take preventative action right or that's great yeah wow I feel like I've learned so much from this um, about how we are, how we're designed, how we respond, what happens when things have gone too far and how to get back. Um, Anything else you want to say to the folks listening?
0: I think to tell them that just like with cancer, early detection Mm. is very important. Don't be withdrawn ask for help. God has created us as human beings that respond in a certain way and he has wonderful people godly people and professionals that can help you and he is the God of all hope.
1: Thank you so much for being here with us appreciate it.
0: It's been great.
1: Thanks everyone for joining us for this episode of Resilient Faith at Work and uh, for this important conversation related to uh, a topic that a lot of us are dealing with. And we understand how burnout can really mess with your well-being and your productivity and your overall happiness. So that's why we created the Burnout Recovery Program. So I just want to put this out there to you. If you're experiencing burnout or think you might be, um, check out the Burnout Recovery Program. To find out more and get started, you can visit vocacenter.org slash burnoutrecovery. That's vocacenter.org slash burnout recovery. If you're overwhelmed or maybe you've already gotten burned out, you don't have to stay there. There's hope for you. Reach out to our coaching team and we'd be glad to help you out. Focuscenter.org slash burnout recovery.